Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Two people are dead as a result of yesterday morning's 6.4 magnitude earthquake that hit Humboldt County, and at least a dozen were injured. Jefferson Public Radio's Eric Newman has more. During a press conference in the city of Rio Dell on Tuesday afternoon, Humboldt County Sheriff William Hansel said two people died in connection with the early morning earthquake. Their emergency happened, medical emergency happened at the moment of the earthquake. And so EMS could not get there in time and we couldn't deliver them to uh, the proper medical facility. So our hearts and prayers go out to their families. Rio Dell was the community most affected. Emergency personnel are evaluating home destruction and trying to fix the city's inoperable water system. There have been over 50 aftershocks since the earthquake. Tens of thousands remain without electricity in communities across the county. For the California Report, I'm Eric Newman. Most of the damage from yesterday's quake happened in the small Humboldt County town of Rio Del. KQD reporter Suki Lewis spent the day driving around the area. The Dollar General, where you could see people, you know, lined up outside and inside the store is just completely trashed. Like everything that had been on the shelves was now on the floor. And the owner of the store was out front. She was giving out batteries to people who, you know, were out of power in the area. Lewis says 15 buildings in Rio Del were red-tagged, meaning there was enough damage to their structure to deem them unsafe. The whole house had fallen off its foundation, and the front porch, uh, there was like kind of triangular like roof above the porch. That was totally cattywampus. Like the whole thing just looked like each part of the house was trying to go in a different direction. Last night, Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency for the region. This will allow Humboldt County to access resources more easily under the California Disaster Assistance Act. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Last week, we told you about the first-of-its-kind offshore wind lease auction along California's coast. Well, it generated a healthy $750 million in combined sales this month. 
The state is charging ahead with plans for floating wind turbines miles off its coastline, preparing for a novel source of clean energy, enough power for one and a half million homes, and tons of new jobs. KQED's senior climate editor Kevin Stark reports that along California's northern coast, it's a boomtown story for the climate change era. Jeff Hunterlock, a building and trades union leader, says this fledgling industry presents big-time potential for workers in Humboldt County. Tens of thousands of jobs from construction phase to operation and maintenance and supply chains. He expects new jobs for his members from two clusters of wind turbines planned on floating platforms 20 miles off the coast. California air regulators have charted an ambitious path to dramatically reduce planet warming gas emissions over the next two decades and spur job growth. But to do that, California will have to build renewable energy at a faster rate than it ever has before. And there is only one way to do that. That's the state's top air official, Leanne Randolph. Break forever our dependence on fossil fuels, the harsh grip of petroleum, and move as fast as we can to a clean energy economy. Floating wind turbines are a cornerstone of the state's plan, which calls for 5 gigawatts of offshore wind capacity by 2030, at least quadrupling that by 2045. Sam Eaton is an executive with RWE, one of the winning developers. He's responsible for all of its offshore wind activities across the Western Hemisphere. California's auction really put the U.S right at the forefront of the leading floating markets in the world. Already on the East Coast, industry groups and developers are investing tens of millions of dollars into training workers. He says the West Coast should expect this too. California's southern lease areas have more infrastructure and will likely be built sooner. But Eaton says the North Coast has the fastest wind speeds. And ultimately, the the better investment for us then was to, to focus on the northern part of the state. Stephanie McClellan is executive director of the offshore wind nonprofit Turn Forward and has advised states like New York and Massachusetts on offshore wind. California, West Coast offshore wind is off to the races. She says the early December auction showed a strong market signal, especially the area off the state's northern coast. The north coast without transmission, you know, is just as competitive as the central coast, right? RWE, Equinor Wind, and other big multinational energy companies won leases. These are established players. The leases are in good hands. But not everyone agrees. Tribes, environmentalists, and other groups have expressed frustration for being left out of the process. Then there are groups like Audubon, who say that climate benefits could be a net positive so long as developers get the construction right. Here's the group's clean energy lead, Gary George. It will harm some seabirds. You know, one of our big concerns is that we need to know what that level of impact is so we can do something about it. He wants robust environmental studies and daily accounting of any bird deaths. Dick Og fishes for crab, albacore, black cod, rockfish, and he chases salmon from the central coast up north. From, you know, down by Morro Bay all the way up to... You know, Crescent City, we we travel up and down the coast. He's been a fisherman for more than 20 years. I'm not opposed to any of this. I do have a lot of questions. Og is just worried about losing ground and has felt left out of the process. You're basically closing off a large area that, you know, maybe have been used for for drag fishing, may have been used for long lining. It's going to impact us in one way or another. As for when the projects will be up and running, Eaton says it's still early days, but he expects early 2030s, the first turbines will spin off the state's northern coast. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark.
This story was produced through a collaboration between KQED and Climate Central. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, December 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at smithfutures.org. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country, on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts.